Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports History Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to another sports break, this time for the date of April 6th in sports history, as we're going to talk about some of the great players, athletes, events, and teams that the world has ever known that had something to do with April 6th in sports history. Now, we're going to be visiting some various sites that like to talk about and remember these dates and these great heroes that uh, maybe we watch, maybe we read about maybe we just dream about uh, being like them there's definitely multiple people that meet that criteria that we'll be talking about tonight but before we do let's make sure you're aware of our newsletter we have a newsletter comes out each and every day from the pig pen it covers everything from pigskin dispatch everything from jersey dispatch our audio drama orville mulligan sports writer that we do with part of number 80 productions as well as many items that come from the sports history network and our friends there now we also uh, touch base with uh, you know some of the hall of fame birthdays and stuff like that that you hear on this podcast but keep up on it you'll know each and every day at 6 30 a.m in your email inbox really easy to sign up for go to the show notes of this very podcast or at the top of pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com now let's start off with some baseball we love to visit jay daniel uh the author of sud series and his great website 80sbaseball.com and he has something for every day of the year that has some items that do deal with baseball in the 1980s so we love to, to stop and visit there and this will be our first stop tonight you can find it at 80sbaseball.com and he wishes a happy birthday to hall of famer burt blylevin uh, won 287 games i personally remember him as a pittsburgh pirate loved to watch Bly Levin pitch and uh, he played uh, with the indians twins angels and rangers also striking out over 3,700 batters during his great career. Uh, Marty Patton was also born on this date in 1943. He played with the Royals uh, in 1980. Uh, We also had a Chicago White Sox birthday of Leo Sutherland, uh, who played a couple years there in Chicago. And another White Sox, Kenny Williams, who uh, played some of his time with the White Sox. Happy birthday to him as well. Also, Tommy Green, uh, who made his Major League debut with the Atlanta Braves and threw a no-hitter for the Phillies in 1991, as Jay Daniel points out. Also, uh, some trades that happened on this date. On April 6, 1985, the Philadelphia Phillies traded Bill Campbell and Ivan DeJesus to the Cardinals for Dave Rucker. Uh, the same exact day on April 6, 1985, the San Diego Padres traded Mitch Williams to the Rangers for Randy Ostor. And uh, those are some great uh, items that happened there. There was also some signings, 1981 on April 6. Uh, Lenny Randall was inked by the Seattle Mariners. Uh, in 1982, uh, we had uh, Reds president Dick Wagner say, quote, I'm pleased to say that he'll be wearing a red uniform for the years 1983, 84, and 85. 
end quote. And that was talking about the great catcher Johnny Bench from the Big Red Machine would stay on in the early 80s. And also the San Francisco Giants signed a pitching legend, Vida Blue, who was a free agent in 1985 on April 6th, uh, after missing the whole 1984 season after a suspension uh, for some personal demons he was dealing with. So we thank Jay Daniel for that great information. Now we go over to the NBA.com, and they have some great history from the Basketball League. Danny Ainge of the Phoenix Suns hit a pair of three-point field goals in a 127-123 win over Washington, and that made him the third NBA player to reach 1,000 career three-point shots made, uh, joining Dale Ellis and Reggie Miller. Uh, In 1975, Washington's Wes Unsel grabbed 30 rebounds and uh, took the the bullets to victory, 119-103 over New Orleans, uh, to win the NBA rebounding title, edging out Dave Cohen's uh, 14.8 uh, rebounds per game to 14.7, a real tight uh, milestone there. And Charlotte's Robert Parrish in 1996, it sounds weird saying Danny Ainge of Phoenix and uh, Charlotte so Robert Parrish, they were both former Celtics, we know them by, but he became the NBA's all-time leader in games played, surpassing the previous record of 1,560 set by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, another big man. Uh, Parrish went on to play a record 1,611 games during that remarkable career. And speaking of the big guys, how about the Utah Jazz's Carl Malone, April 6 in 2000, reached the 12,547 12, rebound mark against Phoenix, moving him into 14th place in the NBA career, right ahead of Charles Barkley. Isaiah Thomas on April 6, 1991, scored 16 points in a Pistons 101-88 road loss to the New York Knicks, but that game helped him surpass the 15,000-point mark of his career. So we thank NBA.com for those great uh, items. Now we go to the ice arena of ice hockey. VintageHockeyJerseys.net has some great uh, stuff on hockey. And they have one in particular for April 6th. And that happened in 1926. And Nels Stewart scored two goals as the Montreal Maroons defeated the Victoria Cougars of the Western Hockey League 2 to nothing to win their first Stanley Cup championship. So that comes right from the hockey legends themselves uh let's uh, talk about uh, you know the pittsburgh pirates going back into the baseball room uh the on april 6 1973 the pirates officially retired the number 21 in honor of roberto clemente uh who posthumously uh got the award after he passed away in a plane crash uh, going back to his uh, native island. In uh, 1979, on April 6th, the Baltimore Orioles manager Earl Weaver's number four, uh, he won his 1,000th game as a skipper. It was a 5-3 Orioles victory over the Chicago White Sox that day. And on April 6, 1980, legendary skater Gordie Howe, number nine, completed his record 26th season in the National Hockey League. Uh, let's flip over over to Pigskin Dispatch. We have some great uh, people to talk about there. April 6, 1901, College Football Hall of Fame uh, halfback quarterback from the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, 
played there from 1922 to 1925, Pooley Hubert. Now, we have told the story of January 1st, 1926's Rose Bowl games more than a couple times here. We love the Rose Bowl, pigskindispatch.com. Uh, it focused on George Wildcat Wilson of Washington and Johnny Mac Brown of Bama. But another important character of that game that put Southern football on the map was the quarterback, Pooley Hubert. Now, if you recollect, Alabama held on for an exciting 20-19 victory over the Huskies at Rose Bowl game, and that was Pooley's last collegiate game, and what a way to finish, setting the standard for Alabama football for times to come. Uh, Hubert scored 35 touchdowns, scoring at least three touchdowns in three, I'm sorry, in six different games, and led the Tide to a 31-6-2 record with him in that backfield. He went into the College Football Hall of Fame in uh, 1964 and uh, just uh, joined a lot of different people like his coach, uh, Wallace Wade, and of of course, Johnny Mack Brown and others from Alabama in that era. also, over in our football history headlines, you know, we have some more great Hall of Famers that uh, we like to talk about each and every day there, both from the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In 1934, on April 6th, Aurelius Thomas, the two-way star garden linebacker of Ohio State University, was born. And Thomas was not the largest interior lineman on the team, weighing in a smidge over 200 pounds, but making him an undersized first play in the middle of the defense of that Buckeyes uh, famed uh, strong defense under coach Woody Hayes but Aurelius uh, had great lateral foot speed as well as excellent technique improved to outmatch nearly all of his opponents that he faced on the collegiate level Uh, he ended up going into the college football hall of fame in 1989 and after graduation he uh, ended up coaching on uh, head coach Woody Hayes's staff as an assistant at Ohio State and uh, you know did a lot of great things there also, 1944 on April 6th, Notre Dame's quarterback from 1962 to 1964, John Hurt, uh, celebrated his date of birth. Uh, Hurt has an amazing collegiate story. The sophomore season was somewhat of an unmemorable injury-plagued year for the Sigma Call every four, so he was used sparingly in 1963. And in 1964, his football fortunes changed, uh, according to the footballfoundation.org, as the Irish first-year head coach, Era Parsegian, named Hewitt the starting quarterback going into that 64 season, and he's... Uh, trust in Hewitt paid big dividends for Coach Parsegian. Uh, Hewitt broke virtually every Notre Dame single-season passing record, won the Heisman Trophy, and led the Irish to a 9-1 record. Uh, He went into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2005 at the induction ceremonies. April 6, 1965, Sterling Sharp, the powerful wideout from the University of South Carolina from 1983 to 1987, was born. As a matter of fact, he is most likely the best receiver ever to come out of a game cop program. And uh, the National Football Foundation states that Sharp was the first team All-American selection in 1987 and set a variety of USC records, uh, including 74 single-season receptions, 169 career catches, 1,106 receiving yards in one year, and career receiving total yardage of 2,497. It's uh, tough to ever go past that. Of course, we know that the Green Bay Packers used their seventh overall pick in the 1988 NFL Draft to have Sharp join their franchise and in just seven seasons that were cut short because of injury uh, with the pack sterling was a five-time pro bowl selection three-time first team all pro and uh you know of course he had a great career there in the late 80s and early 90s uh teaming up with brett Favre 
and uh, that pack, Green Bay Packers attack. So happy birthday to all those gentlemen. And uh, we are so glad that uh, you joined us here for another little bit of sports history in your sports break. Join us each and every day as we try to bring a little bit of preservation uh, to sports history and some of these legends that we get, we get to learn about. And uh, we try to do it with all the honor that we can to them for giving us all the enjoyment over the years that they have. So we thank you again for joining us uh, here today. If you have any comments or want to add some things maybe we missed or forgot, uh, please feel free to email us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com. And we would love to get a hold of you and uh, get more information and maybe even have you on or at least have a, a quote from you uh, about what you're talking about. And uh, don't forget to sign up for that newsletter, show notes of this podcast, and you'll have an email each and every day, 6.30 a.m. So till next time, everybody, have a great Sports History Day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout, and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.